Hey, Anna. Hey, Chris. What is your favorite part of moving into fall? Ooh, I love the brisk chill in the air. The brisk chill in the air? What does that make you feel? It makes me feel uh, safe and comforted because I can burrow myself in warm things to protect me from it. Oh, so it's more the avoidance of the chill in the air, the thing that will save you from the chill in the air that fills you with joy? It's the direct confrontation with the punishing elements and then the, the brief uh, conviction that I can protect myself from it. Oh, do you know what makes me feel like that? What? Living through every day in Trump's America and then having some wine. And that's what we're going to do here on the Cantoberfest Canstravaganza with Anna Canna O'Donohue here on a new episode of Chris Tries to Review Wine. Hit it, guys. Recording live in New York, it's Chris Tries to Review Wine with your special guest, Anna O'Donohue. A delicious tasting of three, count them, three canned wines. Musical guest, Tracy Morgan, performing Werewolf Bar Mitzvah's Spooky Scary here on the Halloween edition of Chris Tries to Review Wine. Now, with me, Chris Barlow. Hi, how are you, Anna? Hi, I'm good. I'm a little freaked out by what? Tracy Morgan and the what? Uh, do you know that classic Tracy Morgan song, Werewolf Bar Mitzvah, Spooky Scary? No, but I have a, a Google Fest waiting for me later tonight. I am so excited for you. And then later in the podcast, I'll probably just download the audio from YouTube and use it in the credits. Oh, thank God. But don't tell Comcast. <laughs> Your secret is safe with me. I'm pretty sure they don't listen to any anything on the internet. They I, have nothing to do with the media or the pipes that control it. They're just happy-go-lucky folks. Cool. I can't wait to hang out with them at the Christmas party. Me too. And you know what you could bring to a Christmas party? What could I bring? You could bring some wine, but specifically, you could go rogue and bring a, a pack of canned wine. Will people think I'm not classy if I do that? It depends on how you approach it, Anna. All month long here at Chris Dries Review Wine, we've been celebrating everyone's favorite alcohol-related October festivity, Cantoberfest, and we've been investigating different canned wines. When can you bring them somewhere? Oh and God. when can, you know, you maybe not want to make that pun. <laughs> it just goes on for days and days. It just cannot avoid it. But what we can do is taste some wine. And, you know, you're asking about when is it okay to bring wine in a can? And back earlier in October, I was joined by my good friend, Bert James. He is a culinary tour guide who offered me a hot tip on how to turn a cheap can of Chardonnay into a classy cocktail. Oh my goodness. I know. Only a person with two first names would have that kind of special knowledge and skill. It takes a Bert James to bring together Simpler Wines Chardonnay and... Passion fruit LaCroix. Passion fruit specifically. Passion fruit specifically. He recommended passion fruit. Has, has he tried it with pamplemousse? He said pamplemousse would actually be a good fit as well, but okay. passion fruit was his top choice, and I tracked down the hard-to-find can of passion fruit LaCroix. Oh my god, good for you. Chris is modeling that right now, listeners. Thank you so much. It is gorgeous. It is my favorite LaCroix color combination. It's very beautiful. The pink and the white. Yeah. And I combined it with a delicious can of simple wines, Chardonnay, 
$2.99 a can at Trader Joe's Wine Shop. How it well is, priced. It is the cheap one at Trader Joe's Wine Shop. It also has a beautiful can with a much simpler uh, color scheme. I have fact. to say, it's a simpler design. It's true. So we've got some complicated LaCroix and some simpler wines combined with some frozen green grapes into a spritzer. And a key thing about the frozen green grapes here, you're looking at me, Anna, like this looks like I have just pulled out a jar of eyeballs uh, for a Halloween haunted house. Because that is actually what it looks like. It is. But the frozen green grapes work like ice cubes without diluting your cocktail. Oh, that's so sexy. Right? And if you're in for a snack at the end, grab them and they're like squishy eyeballs. Okay. More importantly, is this going to be any good? Would you bring this to a party and whip up a little cocktail in the kitchen? There's only one way to find out, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the taste. Oh Beginning, God. as always, with the sniff. Go ahead and sniff this little spritzer. Ooh. Hmm. Fragrant. It is, in fact. I would say a bit of, like, bright green apple. I'll go with that. And also, um, some raspberries or something? Oh, you think? Quick, a take a bit. taste and tell me... How does it feel when that Chardonnay and passion fruit take a little spin together? It's refreshing, but kind of aggressively weird. That is a really succinct description of what's going on right now. <laughs> it is super refreshing. I could like just kind of chug this out on a hot day. And yet the taste at the end is also kind of like, it's hint. It's in the way that LaCroix hints at whatever it's supposed to exactly. taste like. This hints at something very strange. Well, you know how when things are fruit flavored, but they're candy or gum or fruit roll up or whatever, they don't actually taste anything like the fruit that they're pretending to be. Yes. This is actual grapes, but it doesn't taste like grapes. It somehow made them into a, a grape-esque thing. Yeah, it's like if, if you made the green grape flavoring. This is green yeah. grape flavor. Yeah, it's green grape flavor, that's right. Mm. And also why it's very refreshing, but it would be just as refreshing to drink LaCroix. Right, but this has booze in it. Do you think that LaCroix has some kind of alcoholic version in the works? I'm sure there's a team. Honestly, I bet they have a THC version in the works. Kick back and relax with a LaCroix. It comes in delicious flavors like Pomplamoose and Purple Haze. Comcast, if you're listening. They can steal my idea, because I'll never get around to it. Don't say that. Trademark it right now. Right now. This is Chris Tries to Review Wine brand LaCroix Booze. Excellent. I own the trademark for LaCroix booze. They have to pay me when they invent it. This is very a fish. Oh, I'm learning so much about the law this week. <laughs> but what do you think is the law of the land when it comes to this cocktail? Do you think you could roll up with a couple of cans and some other cans of LaCroix and then be like, I brought all these cans. Can I make you this mixed drink? The look, Anna, the look on your face is saying you're so disappointed that I ever suggested this. Well, it was more that I was like, oh, we're back to the can I. But I just don't think, A, I can show up with that many cans with Without seeming like I'm trying to, you know, cash them in at the grocery store for five cents each. And also, I don't think I'm going to win any friends or influence people with this particular drink. I am sad to say you might be right. I'm sorry. As refreshing as it is. As refreshing as it is. And it is. I cannot imagine a situation where you would show up at the party and then they would be pleased that you went into their kitchen, opened all these cans, and used a large, like, 
you know, let's say vase. Definitely. To mix up this strange cocktail. Also, also when did you freeze the grapes? Exactly. Did Are you, you taking their frozen grapes? Because probably if they have frozen grapes in the fridge, they have young children. They probably who, have a plan for those grapes. They need those grapes. Those are uh. a special treat for their new macrobiotic diet or whatever. And if you really rolled up with your own frozen grapes, at what point have you put way too much effort into this that it is kind of alarming? And you probably have to have a cooler. Who wants to show up at a house with a cooler? I don't think this is a good plan. I'm sorry, Bert. Well, here's the thing. We didn't exactly follow Bert's recipe. Oh. Because Bert's recipe also called for a few drops of balsamic vinegar on the grapes. Bert is insane. I am insane. barely able to speak as I raise <laughs> the one version of this cocktail we made that I, I would say it's the color of iced tea at best. Uh. It's, it might also be charitably described as dehydrated urine. By someone who's not in very good health. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have to say, this would be a call your doctor situation. Yeah, you need to get in for tests ASAP. I mean, I think it looks sort of like diluted turpentine. So, bottoms up. Anna, please, take a sniff of this strange cocktail. <laughs> I'm having a hard time. Um, here, you, you have to do it. I'm sorry, you can edit this part out because I really, my nose is failing me. Oh, no, it smells like absolutely nothing. Right? Oh, wow, no, um... Somehow the balsamic vinegar seems to have neutralized any scent whatsoever. It's bizarre. Um, wow, it's antibacterial, I guess. Does it's that purifying. mean that we're drinking a very basic drink? See what I did there? That was some ooh, chemistry humor. Ooh, yeah. let's find out. It is surprisingly not terrible. Oh my god, it's better than the other way. Yeah, actually. It the, actually is. Yeah, Bert wins Bert, this round. you were right. I'm sorry, Bert. I'm sorry I ever doubted you. So, wow, okay, it's more subtle. It, it doesn't have the strange LaCroix aftertaste anymore. That's right. It actually just kind of is a, a pretty neutral, refreshing spritzer. Well, it has a little bit more pungency, actually. It's got it's a little more, more bite. I mean, it's more acidic. It's, uh, it feels more sophisticated. Well, it is a sophisticated cocktail I mean. that you can make for yourself for less than $5. Is that true? Well, you know, the can of wine is $3, and the LaCroix is like a buck and but then how and then, much were all those grapes well the grapes were five dollars but i'm only counting the ones we had to freeze for these drinks okay there were also many more grapes that then, i ate later and then don't you have to also think of the, the time spent and, and the what does time cost and isn't time money how much so are really, you worth this is an incredibly expensive cocktail you should thank me for serving it to you anna thank you chris you're welcome and that's just one beverage down oh my one God. beverage down Two beverages to go at the Cantoberfest Canstravaganza. Bring where it on. We'll be back in a moment after this word from our sponsor, me, Chris Barlow. Take it away, Chris. Hey, friends, Chris here. Do you like wine? Do you love podcasts? Do you enjoy listening to a podcast about wine? Or are you being forced to listen to this against your will? Well, I sure hope the answer to the first three questions is yes, and the answer to the last question is no. But even if you are being forced to listen to this against your own will, I think you're going to enjoy Chris Tries to Review Wine Live at Dixon Place. It's a live recording of the podcast this November 1st at 7.30 p.m. at the Lounge at Dixon Place. That's a fancy way of saying it's at a bar. 
a bar where we will perform comedy. It's a crazy idea that I think will catch on soon, and that's why I've invited my friend Mary Sella to join me in reviewing the delicious Dixon Place wines, and then she'll deliver some delicious Dixon Place comedy free of charge. That's right, this taping is free of charge. And the wines are, let's say, reasonably priced for a bar. Want to know more? You can find out at ChrisTriesToReview.wine. That's ChrisTriesToReview.wine. Or just show up on November 1st at 7.30 p.m. at the Lounge at Dixon Place on Manhattan's scenic Lower East Side. You know, the part of town that smells like fish. We'll see you there. Back to you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. And we're back with Can 2 of our Cantoberfest Canstravaganza Halloween episode finale with Anna Canna O'Donohue. We're moving on to the wine that Anna brought as a surprise when I asked her to. And that wine is Archerusque. Sauvignon Blanc, a, a wine served in a spelt skinny can featuring a very large moose and what appears to be a, a woman in uh, what I would describe as an old-time circus barker costume. Wait, what? Can I see this? She's wearing something that would look like it, it belonged in vaudeville. Oh my god, she's very small. Yeah, well, either she's very small or the moose is very big. I mean, who can say, who can tell? How did she get up there, though? I know. Did she climb the moose? Was she placed atop the moose? She needed a ladder. Who is Archer Roos? The moose? Well, this is a product of Chile. I'm only looking at this now. Um... Guys, I'm thrilled to be drinking a can of wine that Anna didn't even look at. She just blindly walked into the liquor store and kind of groped until she felt something can-shaped, and she went, I'll take it. I mean, I said, do you have any canned wine? And this was all they had. I love that. That is, we did another episode very recently with Dark Horse Pinot Grigio, and that was the only canned wine at my neighborhood liquor store. Why do you think all of these canned wines are themed with animals that you can ride. I gotta say, we got the Dark Horse, we got the Archer Roos Moose. Simpler wines, you can't ride any animal here, but it is from Australia, and I've always wanted to ride inside of a kangaroo's oh, pouch. God, me so too. So I have to say the animal imagery is all around us. But is it inside of us? Let's find out. Ah. Oh. Ooh, with a taste of Archer Roos Sauvignon Blanc. It's a dry white wine from Chile. How do I know that? The can said so. Mmm. Let's begin our proper tasting technique, as always, with the sniff. That's a lot. That's a lot going on. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's, um, strong notes of socks and... Yeah. Like a musty room in a boarding school? Yeah, but yeah. also papaya. Like, oh. like a musty room in a boarding school where somebody gave somebody a papaya and it's been sitting out for a couple of days and now it's probably do or die time for that papaya. Yeah, it's when mom came to visit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, why does mom always bring fruit? <laughs> it tastes better than it smells. That is the kindest thing you could say about Archer Roos Sauvignon Blanc. 
But the aftertaste is rough. The aftertaste tastes like a hangover in the making. The aftertaste is sort of like prickly heat in the back of your throat. Yes, it actually kind of feels like maybe there's something antiseptic about this, and it's kind of like numbing me in a negative way. Yeah. Like maybe you could Botox someone with this, kind of like straighten out their wrinkles by injecting a bit of this. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm not, because when you told me that you just picked it out from the only one they had, my expectations were appropriate. But maybe, I I thought because it was the only one they had, it must be good. That doesn't hold true with wine ever, I have to say. I was going to say with canned wine, that just doesn't hold true with wine. Well, you are the expert, not I, so I defer. I guess I should have been uh, alarmed by the kind of disproportionate tiny woman, giant moose image on here, that there would be something a little off about this wine, something that didn't quite add up. Uh, I have to say, none of it seems to add up, but, but the can does offer a suggestion of what this should taste like. Would you like to take a moment for a dramatic reading of wine cans? Always. Thank you. Anna Canna, can you read this can? Certainly. Splendory without snobbery, our dry, crisp, unoaked Sauvignon Blanc has a tropical nose, citrusy taste, and bright finish. Best served with a side of lively conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, it is best served with some lively conversation because that will distract from how it tastes. Wow, Anna. I'm actually excited that you brought this because I've never heard of this brand. I've never seen the tiny woman on the big moose before, and I would have been tempted to try it myself. I'm so glad that I brought this into your world. But now I can't wait to drink something else, which means it's time to move on to our third and final can of the can stravaganza. My personal favorite, Union Wine Company's Underwood Rosé Bubbles. And that means it's time for our third and final taste. Get ready, Anna, and let's begin with the sniff. Tell me, what do you smell? Oh, that's very refreshing. Um, cherries and, oh, sea breeze. Sea breeze, wow. Oh, I can kind of get that. It does have like a nice, like, by the shore kind of vibe. Totally, yeah. I can feel it like tickling my nose. Yeah, where's the clam shack? Ooh, let's find out by taking a sip. Mmm. I know, the look on your face says it all. That is so delicious. If by clam shack you meant the most refreshing, dry, crisp rosé bubbles you could imagine, we are at home in the clam shack. That is what I meant by clam shack. Oh, I love this wine. It's Don't delicious. you love this wine? I do, I do. Also, it's such a pretty, nice pink color. It is. And listen. This can is only $5.49 at the Trader Joe's Wine Shop, which means for the price of your DIY spritzer situation, you could just buy this can instead and save yourself the um, kind of strange effort of showing up with frozen grapes and balsamic vinegar along with many different cans of seltzer and wine at one party, because again, that might make you look strange. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I am talking about? What are you talking about? This wine. How did you discover this wine, Chris? Because if it's your yeah, it's your favorite. So tell me the origin story. Uh, I first tried other Underwood canned wines, and initially they were kind of harder to find. They were popular uh, when canned wines were just kind of uh, emerging, emerging mm, onto mm, the scene. Mm. And I noticed one day that they had a sparkling Underwood. It was just a yellow sparkling, a regular white sparkling. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. I'll try it sometime. And then it was gone, and I couldn't get it for like a year. 
here. It was too popular. Wow. It was out of season. And so then one day, rosé bubbles showed up, and I was like, give them to me now. Wow, this is a very dramatic story. I thought you were going to be like my friend Ted gave me one at a party. No, no. I was pretty, pretty adamant that I had to have it before they all vanished. Is that a common occurrence for wine to just be like completely unable to be procured? Well, That's they're growing seasons. Yeah, you know, what you said not so well <laughs> was that sometimes the wine is not in the season of the year where the grapes want to grow the most. Yes. Sometimes the wine is in the season of the year where the grapes want to grow the least, and then you might not have enough wine to sell. Is it typical to refer to wine as yellow? I realized I had never heard that before. No. <laughs> the answer is no. Okay, great. I just... And now you've learned something new here on Chris Tries to Review Wine. Just wanted clarification. Tell me, Anna, of all the wines we've tasted tonight, which one is your favorite? I mean, I want to be a little bit more original and contrary and say that the, the green grapes and the balsamic vinegar are my favorites. And I do appreciate them. I do. I do. Um, but, you know, your favorite is my favorite. This Underwood is really delicious. You know, we've actually tried two other Underwood wines this month. Earlier, beginning of the month, we tried their Pinot Noir, and then more recently, we tried their Rosé, their regular Rosé. And I will tell you, both good, but this is definitely the best of the three. Bubbles make everything better, just in general. Bubbles do make everything better, and so I am happy to give the Cantoberfest can trophy to Underwood Rosé Bubbles. But on behalf of the Bubbles, I'd like to accept. What would the, what would the voice of the Bubbles sound yeah, like? Yeah, how would the Bubbles accept? What's their speech say, sound like? Oh, we're so flattered, and honestly, 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 to be honest, we agree. And we can say that this means everything to us. I'm sorry, if that's the voice, we're just going to give it to Moonlight instead. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, La La Land, but that is not happening. I think that's how they sound, though. The Bubbles, I think they have a little yeah, more... Yeah, you do it. A Your little turn. more personality than that. They're really? A little, I think they're a little more like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm here with some bubbles for you. I've got some good bubbles. and Would you like these bubbles? I think you're going to like these bubbles. That person is trying to sell me a harmonica. Aren't bubbles just the harmonica of the wine world? Yes. True. Actually, okay. I, I think no we've settled it. I think, I think we've learned the true meaning of Cantoberfest, which definitely is not what I set out to do today. But here we are with Bubbles, the harmonica of the wine world. That is what we've learned through a month of drinking canned wines. It may be a sign that we've had too many cans of canned wine. What? Many cans of canned wine. Can you count the cans, Anna, canna? Can I you? Sorry, I'll just be over in the corner dying of puns and I can't take it anymore. But I appreciate this opportunity. I appreciate that you can't take it anymore. And I bet the audience can't either. So if you're still listening, I hope you can join me on November 1st at 7.30 p.m. at the Lounge at Dixon Place for Chris Tries to Review Wine Live. That's yes, a live go. taping 
that Anna will be there in spirit because she can not be there in person. It's so upsetting. But it's so exciting that all of you listening, because you sat through all these can puns, you must really be a fan. So I'm thrilled to see you there tomorrow. And I will. And if it's past November 1st, you're not there, Anna. I'm not there. Who cares who's there? No one's there. But I will also say to the listeners that... Uh, Chris is so much more entertaining in person, as entertaining as his voice is, and it's delightful. He makes so many gestures, and I feel like I'm the only one getting the benefit of this delightful physical performance. So go to the Dixon Place show, and you'll get a full-body corporeal experience of Chris trying to review wine, and it will be great. Wow, people have always wanted to have a corporeal experience with me, Chris Barlow, and now you can. Here on Chris Tries to Review Wine, when we will finally be done making canned puns, I promise. We're back to bottles. Cheers! Bye! Can you say bye again? Bye! But can you? Bye. Bye? I'm sorry. Chris Tries to Review Wine is written, directed, and produced by Chris Barlow in association with Dapper Devil Productions. You can find out more about the show and the wines we taste at ChrisTriesToReview.wine. That's right, it's ChrisTriesToReview.wine. Review.wine.